0: Welcome to Dear Alice, A Lifestyle Approach to Interior Design. Before we get to today's topic, we first wanted to say, at Alice Lane, we truly believe that you should have spaces in your home you love, and these spaces also flow seamlessly with your lifestyle. This can be difficult to achieve, so we knew we needed to create something for you, our home furnishings design service. We have a team of skilled designers who will work with your budget, help you space plan and curate each piece down to the very last layer to transform your home. The most amazing part is this service is complimentary. Our designers are available nationwide and they'll work with you in store, in home, virtually or over the phone. For more details and information, email us at designrequest at alicelanehome.com. Or call us at 800-423-7757 or or click the link in our show notes. Again, that's designrequest at alicelanehome.com or just call us at 800-423-7757. Now back to the podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Dear Alice. Today, we have a fun one. Uh, we've got Adam, my husband, who's going to be interviewing me. He's thought this would be really fun for a long time. And we haven't really had a minute to take a break until now, because our little Suzanne Hall is... Just had a baby. We're so happy for her. She had a little boy. He weighed in at nearly 10 pounds. <laughs>
1: that was insane when I saw that. By the I way. know. Yeah.
0: Nine pounds, 10 ounces, I think. And um, I think about a week early. So she was ready. She was super ready. This is her last and final, her third amigo. So she has three little boys. And she is so, so happy. That baby's so cute. Ooh,
1: Can't wait. Cute. Yeah. Congrats so, to Suzanne.
0: I know. Big congrats. Um, so anyway, it is Corey and myself. And then we have Adam here here today, who thought it'd be really fun to interview me. And we're both just really scared about what we're about to say. (laughs) So just know that this is vulnerable. Um, Adam serves as the CEO of Alice Lane, Um, so he's my boss. And no, I'm just kidding. He's, <laughs> he's my husband. And Corey has a really funny front row seat of working with both of us. Cause he sits in a lot of our meetings and sees our dynamics. So he's like, this is going to be hilarious.
1: It, it, it literally makes my day. Our meetings pretty much go all day Tuesday. And, um, it's so fun to kind of work with them both. And, um, Adam has a very good understanding of like quality and construction, of furniture and how things are made and why they should be made a certain way. And okay, Jess, uh, we
2: can stop. I, this <laughs> is like
1: too much. no, no, no. It's it's, it's awesome. <laughs> no. And then Jess, Jess no. has obviously like a great eye for design. So blending them two together it has is um, always entertaining. And it's I think the secret sauce. Some of the secret sauce. So that's what we'll get into.
0: So fun. Well, welcome, Adam.
2: Thank you. I'm. I'll be honest. I'm super nervous. And um, <laughs> yeah, it's not like me to ever want to. You know, be in the spotlight or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's like a lot of people. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I'll just, we're just in a room one talking fu- to each other. And one <laughs> fun
0: fact about Adam and I is that we've been married 25 years. So if you're yeah. wondering if we're newlyweds, I'm just kidding. We're, we've definitely been at this for a while. Yeah. And we share um, two beautiful daughters together that are almost adults. We've got a 17 year old and a 21 year old.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: But we started this when they were like three and seven. So two and seven
1: started Alice Lane. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Started the business with little ones. So. (sighs) We have been at it for 14 years, um, running Alice Lane, and we have had to figure out childcare to make this dream come true, and now they are almost full-grown adults, so they are um, now working out the business, which is really a fun dynamic.
2: Yeah, it, it, today's kind of like almost family day, right? I mean, we've got our one daughter, our youngest daughter, who's working in the back in the warehouse, um, which I think is really adorable. We went and saw her real quick, and yeah. she's doing... Packaging, and then we have our other daughter mm-hmm. who cleans the place at night, you know, all the way down to the toilets and stuff. So, yeah, Jane, Jane told me this morning I went out and
1: talked to her, and she said this is her dream job. Oh, she's cute! <laughs> that yeah. cute. yeah, that's I, awesome. I, also.
0: She, so, if you guys ever buy anything from Alice Lane online, there's a slight chance that maybe Jane Bennett sent your package out.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. anyway, I, I thought. It might be like, do we have any ground rules here? There are things like we shouldn't, you know, I mean, my big word, this may go horribly wrong, first of all, like really, really bad. (laughs) And if it does, well, anyway. No ground rules, babe. Okay.
0: Yeah. You're safe. You're amongst friends, all 40,000 of us, right guys?
2: (laughs) Well, you know, maybe let's just start at the top. Like give us Jesse, you know, from uh, your perspective on, how you got here. What was Alice Lane like when you first started? What, what, what did that look like to you and just a general yeah. high level term? And uh, yeah.
0: Well, from the beginning, you mean before we started the business or once we started?
2: Yeah, I either, I think both are super, super interesting there. I would love to know quite frankly, um, what was the inspiration of wanting you to start the business in the first place? And, but maybe that's a boring story. What was it like opening the doors that first time when we did in 2008?
0: So nerve wracking, you guys. So nerve wracking. First off, you know, remember 2008 for a minute, like the stock market crashed, the stock market crashed. Um, Everybody was nervous about real estate. They had big ideas that they were going to build because real estate was booming And then all of a sudden they were like, I think we'll just remodel, or I think we'll just sit in our house and not do anything because the market had changed so drastically. So little Jess and Adam decided to open a luxury furniture business, um, in 2008, September of 2008. So deep in the fall. And, um, we didn't even realize like we were kind of naive. We're so busy getting this building, you know, built and remodeled and getting childcare for the kids and buying all the inventory. And we were just so busy. We had no idea. So anyway, we bought this or we leased this 10,000. No, we leased this um, 5,000 square foot showroom. I think it was
2: 10,000. No, 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 it was small. It It was was like
0: four or 5,000 square uh, feet.
2: It was like 4,000 square feet. And then Uh we had roughly a thousand square feet in the back. It was just under that. It was like 4,800 square feet. Okay. Crazy. So this
0: cute little showroom that happened to be on like the busiest intersection um, in this, in this college town called um, Orem, Utah. And it's, it's right next to Provo. And I remember it like somebody walked in and the doors were open and my brother, Jake had come to work for us and we were hanging up the fabrics in the back from, you know, all the vendors give you all these fabrics. We were hanging up the library and, um, I go, go get it, Jake. And he goes, no, you go get it. And I go, no, you go get it. Like, like go greet the customer, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, neither of us wanted to do. It. we were both so uh, scared. And I'm like, I don't even know what I would say. You know, like we've had this dream, but you didn't picture that yeah. moment of like somebody coming and being like, hi, can I help you? Yeah.
2: Everything was like all about setting it up, getting it done. Right. Like we spent, you spent a ton of time and effort just on redoing that whole building, which was yeah, a yeah. major, major feat. And then like going to market beforehand, trying to pick up vendors and all that kind of stuff was a major feat. But then someone walks in the door. I remember the first words out of my mouth literally were, we're so glad you're here.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> like oh, literally, man. I was just that. You know, I was like, you're a person and I get to talk to you and and didn't even know where to go from there. And that person was just like. I don't know if I'm glad to be here, but <laughs> it, it was definitely one of those.
0: Yeah, there had to be a first. So we got that out of the way really awkwardly. But yeah. anyway.
1: I I can say as like a outside perspective, because I didn't work for the company at
2: the time. Um, I think it was like a mattress store or something before. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was a tile um, store, a mattress store, and then like a Halloween, like a seasonal boutique that went boutique. In, in and yeah. out and stuff yeah. like that. It was and it was pretty ugly, but you know, Jesse. In all honesty, I looked at it when we first were looking at that place. I was like, "No way are we going to do our business there?" Because it was it was salmon pink cinder blocks yep. all around I it. Totally it was remember. so ugly. Yeah. But she had the vision and redid it. The whole thing. It was it was really really impressive when we opened up. I was I loved it. I was so proud of my wife for that. Um, Too funny. I, I do have a question. Like, what are some of the things that when you started? What are some of the roles that you played? Because we we literally opened up the door, and there were three of us that worked there. Yeah, and I would count maybe your brother Jake as a fourth, right? But you had one designer that was working with you already. Yeah, and um, and I think she got married and moved. I can't remember what happened. Doesn't matter. But yeah, um, there was just the three of us. It was you and me and this other designer, and you know, what roles did you have to play that you were like, oh my gosh, I'm now doing this?
0: Every role. You were every role. Like we would, we would lift up sofas in wearing heels and move them around. So we were like the delivery guys. I was the stockroom guy. I was the girl. I was, the, I don't know. I never worked the front desk. I think you always handled that. Yeah. Anything that had to do with money or.
2: A little receipts. insight into Jesse is that Anything to do with like computers, pretty much. Like if it's boring computer programs, mm-hmm. she's out. And so don't even... That's one thing I learned, like lean into <laughs> your strengths, not your weaknesses. And my wife, like to this day, little fun fact if you want to get in touch with her, do not email her. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> so that is not
0: my
2: job. <laughs> uh, that's funny. And, and true. Yeah. And so true. Cause she doesn't, I don't, I don't know the last time she's ever even opened up her emails and looked at those things. Yeah. But no, like, that
0: is not my job. My yeah. job is like, I'm always in front of people and yeah. like working and figuring things out. And then all of a sudden there's this inbox full yeah. at the end of a very long day. And you're like, who's going to do the email? Yeah. That so, was my
1: job at one point. I don't know if you remember oh, that. And then I, would, I yeah. would reply as if I was, you. So by the way, like like Corey,
2: you've done everything too here. Like, I mean, I've done a lot, everything you've done everything from when you first came on, what was your first, well, let's back up here a second here. Cause like, I think things really changed with our first you know, big hire, quite frankly, I don't know if people know this or not, was Suze, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, she was the one that really changed the game for us. And I'd be curious to know, how did yeah. that change the game for you?
0: Yeah. So, um, you know, we had, we had worked with, with other designers and it didn't quite click. We didn't have the same vision, which you need to sort of have if you're introducing this. Well, we were trying style.
2: to like, get talent, local talent from like the college. We were thinking we could save money. We were thinking like, oh, this is great. We're in a small college town, right? And Mm -hmm. we're going to get all these people. We won't have to pay them a lot. But at the same time, and it had nothing with them. It's just like, you didn't realize like there wasn't, they didn't have any experience, right? There wasn't anything.
0: We needed experts. We needed people that were good at this. And so when we hired Sue, she had already worked for Um, a couple of places and, you know, had graduated with a four-year degree in design and was just like a superstar. And so she came on and we were like, let's just try each other out first. Cause I was a little bit gun shy cause of, you know, past experiences with employees and not, not quite feeling like they fit once we already hired them. And then I was like, I can't fire someone, yeah. you know? So we just got to ride this out until we're yeah. both done or until we like, move on.
2: Like when we started the business too, like we started literally, we had nothing. And this is maybe too much information, but I'll say it anyway. Like we didn't take home a paycheck for four years.
0: Yeah, When no, we first opened it was, up our, it was our business, yeah. we
2: literally lived off of savings mm-hmm. for four years Yeah, and, you know, hiring Suze for us was like, oh my gosh, how are we even going to afford to pay her? Because yeah. she had a real job Yeah, <laughs> uh-huh. and, but it was, it was so amazing. And that's where this, you know, phrase that always stuck in my head. And I always repeat, you know, high tide raises all boats. And I really feel like that was, there was magic in that. When that happened, we hired Sue's, and like, we were at this level here. I, I don't know how to say this over, you know, a microphone, but you know, we're down here. And then all of a sudden we raised Sue's, and in this, that high tide raised all of us, all of our boats up so much higher. And we had this so much greater expertise and level. I think that was one of the biggest life lessons in starting our business is hire people better than you. Yeah hire people that are really, really good at what they do. Mm -hmm. And that's when things for me, I was like- You
0: all get better.
2: Everybody
1: got better. Yeah. And- You you told me that 10 years ago in my interview. Yeah. So- and I hadn't even got the job and thought, uh, I thought that was really cool. So that's, that's, I'm saying that because that
2: you really do live by that and, mm. and believe it. So that's yeah. awesome.
0: Definitely.
2: Well, it's just one of those things. Like it's very humbling. You want to be humbled, start a business. And I feel like you learn real quickly that you are not good at a lot, a lot of things. Like yeah. you think you can do stuff. You're like, oh, it's just, you know, we talked about this we're cowboys at this day and age right we were just we thought we could do whatever yeah. but then you realize no i'm horrible like one of the first things I'm, i apologize i'm talking about me too much here but you know i got made fun of all the time because you know, I thought I came from sales, so I thought I'd be great at sales, but mm-hmm. I was horrible at it. Cause oh. you know, not that I couldn't sell anything, but I just, I loved everybody that walked in that door or any client. And I really wanted to give everybody like a discount. And so finally, <laughs> I,
0: I was like, Hey, nice to meet you. Do you mind if I give you a discount? I'd <laughs> so- be like, Hey babe, we don't bring home paychecks. How about we just, how about the this, this stuff is already priced really, really low, you know, for what it is, you know, in furniture, you know, the average furniture markup is, is a three point know Adam's marking this stuff up, like not even in half. And so I, I don't even know how we're going to pay rent at this point, but Adam's just like shaking hands and kissing babies and giving out <laughs> discounts. And and I'm like, that's, uh, that's amazing. That's a good deal. I think we paid more for that item than you did.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think yeah. that's actually the case yeah. anyway, but like going back to like Corey, you got introduced to us because of Suze, right? Yeah. I mean, she actually yep. met you first and then in Brought you over here. And then you got originally started. What was your first job here, Corey? Like
1: project managing kind of. So I would do like all the packets for the design center and like create all of the um yeah, like materials for presentations and stuff like that. And honestly just run around for the designers just doing um, you know, whatever they wanted. So yeah, which which I think is is my skill set is just kind of just go figure it out and get it done, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, no, Corey was great. It was nice having a boy in the design center too. Cause unfortunately all of us designers were women and we needed more men to balance out the, the estrogen. I,
1: I in worked in a, a door shop before, which is all men, oh, as yeah. you can imagine. So like coming, it was like a culture shock, but it was, yeah. it was awesome. I oh, always man. loved, I had seen, I drove past Alice Lane to get to school every day because I went to UVU, yeah, uh, which is like kind of just down the street and I saw the evolution of the building when you guys came in and it looked like intriguing. So I know Sue's kind of just wandered in, right. And you got, that's how you met her. So, um, it's crazy. Yeah. That it's, it's crazy that you, you guys created such a, uh, like a presence there that it like drew people in definitely did,
2: uh, me as well. So that's awesome. So fun. So one question I think a lot of people would want to know is, do you recommend working with your spouse?
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know, if I were sitting at lunch with my girlfriends, I would say you can work with your spouse as long as you each have your own lane. Like, and in the beginning there was no lanes, you wore all the hats, you know? And so there is a lot of, um, you know, we each have each different ways of tackling things. So I would say you shouldn't work with your spouse, but I think we figured it out that, you are in this lane and I'm in this lane today. Adam works on the business and I work in the business and we don't really cross paths other than that one meeting that we sit in on Tuesday's executive meetings, um, with the team. And, you know, there's a bunch of us and, and I think it's comical for everybody else to be near us, where we are having disagreements on things. Yeah. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like we're the only ones that can call each other out on something, because everybody else is just going to be like, yeah, no, that's a great idea, Adam. And I'm like, is it? I don't know if it is, and here's why. Yeah. Or you'll say the opposite you qu- I
2: quickly learned I was not a designer, even though just because you have opinions, doesn't mean that you know how to, do you <laughs> yeah. know, or whatever yeah. type of stuff. And that's, that's really humbling, quite frankly. And yes. you really like, so when you say lanes, the other thing that I would say is like going home is being able to turn it off. Yeah. That's a, I think that's a key part. Of that's it well. something
1: that I've always wondered because <clears throat> when I get home, I like download my day to my yeah. wife and it's like how, and it's almost like a venting session. It's like, man, how do you guys mm-hmm. like, that, Like how, yeah. How do you turn it off? I guess like you're just like focus on other things like kids and what's for dinner, that type of thing. Yeah.
0: I mean, I'll even like, I'll sit in the, in my car for a minute, once I get home to like finish listening to all of the Marco Polos or finish some of the communication and then just go in. And then it is just about family life now. When we were cowboys, the way we did it back then, I'm not really sure exactly how we handled it. We were probably just...
1: Like working 24-7. We were
0: just so tired, honestly. We would just come home at at night and throw our stuff down and fall asleep and then wake up and do it again.
2: Easily, I mean... 'Cause I remember like Sues, you guys, like our showroom's so small, right? And we would we would sell anything right off the floor. That was the thing. Yeah. And so we'd have these furniture shipments come in and all this kind of stuff. A lot of times we didn't even have room for the furniture. But, mm-hmm. you know, like the whole floor would be completely redone. And I didn't know how to do that. So it would basically be a lot of times it would just be like Sues and Jesse, be you two, just moving like all these sofas around, moving everything, setting up for a presentation for whatever it was. It was
0: Yeah,
1: It was was, quite the
2: workshop. You used it. I mean, we've
1: said this before in the podcast, but used it as like a design lab type of thing.
0: Did you know that 35% of adults report experiencing poor sleep quality? Let me put you onto something that is going to transform your sleep. Cozy earth bedding is temperature regulating people. This is huge. If you and your spouse do not sleep at the same temperature, which most people don't, I'm freezing. My husband's hot. This is a massive benefit and breakthrough for us when we started sleeping on Cozy Earth. You can both sleep on the same mattress with the same sheets and be completely comfortable. They also have a 100 night sleep trial guarantee and a 10 year warranty, which I don't know of anybody that does this. They're that confident in the product, and so am I. When I first touched Cozy Earth products, I could not believe the soft hand on it. It also almost has like a cool feel to your ha- to your um, hand. It's like slippery dolphin. Like your feet swishing around is so so addictive. I can't sleep with anything but Cozy Earth sheets. I'm obsessed. Um, also, you need to treat yourself to the ultimate comfort with Cozy Earth. I love the sleepwear. I love the sweats and the bedding is amazing. You can prioritize your self care your sleep health, if you just head over to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code Alice for an exclusive 35% off. You guys, we don't have to wait for a sale. You can use this anytime. Again, the code is Alice for an exclusive 35% off. Better sleep awaits you with Cozy Earth
1: right? The showroom mm-hmm. and you kind of, uh, here's a question I have. So if you started in September of 2008, when so you opened the doors, right? Yeah. When was the first market you went to? So like, how did you acquire the furniture that so you we first So we went got?
0: before like we opened the showroom. We didn't go to High Point then. We went to Las Vegas market. We went to two
2: markets before and they were uh-huh. both Vegas and we went in the spring and we went in the fall. So we actually went basically a year before because mm-hmm. the market was in October mm-hmm. and that, or November timeframe. And that was, I remember going there and that was like, we were so scared. We were just, we were so happy. I remember we found our first like vendor, like we were turned down at so many places because we were just so brand new and no one would take us and all this Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. And then we finally found an upholstery vendor that we really loved. There was this really amazing, cute mom and pop shop out of California. Unfortunately, they're not there anymore, but that was, that was what we first brought in as our main vendor. They were in the
0: temporary section. Like they were brand new. We were brand new. And we just like found it and we're like, what? Yeah. We've looked everywhere high and low. And we found this shop that we just loved. And there was a woodworker right next to him in the temporaries. And yeah. we had him make case goods. And um, and then we had one really big brand called Lexington at the time that we don't have anymore. Um, but they had spool chairs. Remember how spool yep. chairs are so hot? Yep. That was part of the Tommy Bahama collection. And so we would we'd get like that from them. And, you know, you just kind of...
2: You pick a, They had such a yeah. huge line. They still do that they're a great line in the sense that you could really pick and
0: yeah, dress it up. Broad. They uh-huh. could make it
2: go. I mean, we, I think we put a completely different spin on it than anybody else did. Cause really transitional yeah. wasn't even in Utah at mm-hmm. all. It was Ooh. still moving out of, you know, this Tuscan, you know, heavy kind of mountain. Stuff. I think yeah. that's why
1: it felt like a breath of fresh air. Cause it looked edited. It, um, maybe edit isn't, isn't the right term, but your, but Alice Lane, like the store in Orem just looked, it looked fresh and it looked, um, yeah, like not Tuscan at all, which was very yeah. heavy at the time, yeah. um, in Utah. So, uh, definitely that was, I, I feel like the allure tour it. So, I mean, I feel like you guys like had a big part in bringing that to Utah too, which was, um, yeah. w- which is awesome. And then another thing to kind of like, um, you know, brag on you guys a little bit. So that's crazy to like, think about you guys going to a market and being like the fresh people. I've never been to market with you guys, but I've heard that you guys are just like, you know, rubbing elbows with everyone there. And like, you guys are like, (laughs) yeah. uh, yeah. So that's, that's pretty cool that you guys have done that. And it's a pretty short amount of time. And like, you guys are the the people to talk to when you go, um, which is really cool. And reminds Um, me when I first started at Alice Lane, I can't remember who it was, but I said who I was working for and someone was like, Oh my gosh, have you ever met like Jessica Bennett? And I was like, yeah, that's like, they were, you were like a celebrity to them. And yeah. And I was like, yeah, there's like 12 people that work there and I, she's one of them. I (laughs) definitely know her. So (laughs) uh, it was really, that was really cool. And it was like eye opening to me about like, the company I was with, I guess. So it's, yeah.
0: yeah, it's awesome. That's so fun.
2: So, you know, maybe something, one of your nicknames that uh, I think is really near and dear, I love it, but is, is maybe people don't know it was messy Jesse.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, why, as a kid.
2: Yeah. Why uh, do you still carry that nickname you think, or? I,
0: I don't think so today, but I think, you know, just like anybody that's probably like an artsy kid growing up and, you you know, would put together weird outfits and, you know, it was just like, um, a good time, but didn't necessarily care about stacking their denim and neat rows or hanging them up. Um, my poor sister had to share a closet with me and I was, you know, I was artsy, so I wasn't overly clean, but today, you know, we, we do these beautiful installs and we're, we're aiming for perfection every time. And then you go home and of course you want that feeling there too. So I really, I, you know, I really love having everything a lot more tidy and my brain works better even being creative and seeing, you know, my clothes on the same hanger and things more edited and folded the same way and shirts facing the right direction. And, um, anyway, yeah, I definitely like a tidier, a tidy environment. I feel like my creative mind doesn't have to be as wild, you know? So it's, it's interesting to, you know, to see that, um, change through the years, but, but yeah, I think for the better. Did you know that you can shop some of the products we talk about on our show? Find Dear Alice under our collections tab at the alicelanehome.com website. And for our listeners, we have a special code for you. You can can get 10% off anything online. Just code Dear Alice 10. That's D-E-A-R-A-L-I-C-E 10. Happy shopping and thanks for listening.
2: So who would you say like, you know over the time you've worked with a whole bunch of different employees. And obviously this is going to, this is a pretty vague question. Maybe you can help me out here, Corey, but like, who are you attracted to like in regard to personality traits in the sense of like, who do you like to be around? Who do you like to surround yourself with? And what are other things that you're like really, you know, in a sense of, uh, well, let's just stop there. Let's go with that one first. Like,
0: gosh, what what helps
2: you become you? Who do you like to be around and what helps inspire you and stuff like that? Yeah.
0: You know, I mean, we, we go to market, like Corey said, and I find myself being like, I want to talk to the designer. I want to talk to the person that made this where, you know, it's a privilege to, to a lot of people to be able to just walk up and talk to the designer. A lot of times they're not there. Um, I'll usually reach out to them individually. Most people reach out to the brand and say, i want to make an appointment for this time. I'll reach out and go around. Them to Susan Hable and say, Susan, what days are you going to be there? I'm going to set up my appointment so I can see you.
2: Yeah, just to give so you an idea I, on what I, my I wife's love, saying love, here. I
0: love humans. Yeah.
2: I, we go to market together. I would always do the business stuff and you would immediately just like sharing this, like I'd be the guy that's doing the boring things. And then you always have, we'd come, we'd be done like me. And you have these most amazing relationships with these creators and designers that developed all this stuff. Yeah. I just thought that was so beautiful. Yeah. Something that yeah. I, I think it'd be fun to see you at market. Cause I've like,
1: Looked at furniture come in here with you quite a bit, and it's just so funny how you like kick the tires of something, and I love oh, yeah. watching Adam he'll do like it. Pull it's the, awesome. He'll
0: pull the cushions <laughs> off, he'll unzip them, he'll ask them what's inside. He wants to know about the wrap <laughs> and the foam and the like, every piece and part of it. And and most people like the reps and you know the people that make the furniture, the president, of the company, those kind of things are all right there. Mm-hmm. Adam's going to talk to them, and he's also going to like take things apart. And then I'm like over somewhere else in a far corner or far away from whatever Adam's doing, talking to the makers and asking them what they love and why they're excited about it. And you know. I, th-
1: I think I was just barely so. saying this. Maybe it was during we were recording it right before, but I think that's some of the secret sauce of Alice Lane is like the dynamic between you two and uh, not only the the opposite like uh, qualities that you guys have, but then like the little bit of overlap that you have as well. It's like the perfect amount of overlap and like, complimenting qualities. Yeah, Does that make sense?
0: Totally. Because I mean, I think most designer types, right. Like me and Sue, we're really curious about like what it looks like and how's it going to look with the other things in the room. But you also have to guarantee that it's going to sit great yeah, and that it's going to hold up. And so, you know, if you have a business, then generally you'll, you'll also deal with claims when something goes wrong And so you need to be able to buy things that, you know, people hold up. So like there's certain brands that Adam and I are very North and South on. I'm like, Oh, it's so good. And he's like, are you crazy? They blanket wrap their stuff and ship it. They don't put it in a box. Everything is a claim. It's broken by the time it gets here. It's garbage. And I'm like, okay, good to know. And so he's just like, you shouldn't buy that line. And so even though we fall in love with it, which I think a lot of designers do, we have to make sure that it holds up, that Mm -hmm. it's smart, um, that it's long lasting and that the cushion is as good as it can be made. So yeah, it's a, it's a really interesting dynamic, but I so appreciate, you know, Adam's opinion on these things because he takes the time to really actually take it apart and understand it.
2: But I think that's a real strength of yours though, too, honey, in the sense that like you really, you're not just about the look of something. You're really about its functionality too. Like, does this work? And when we did our business, I mean, our kids grew up in the store with us. Yeah. I mean, we brought them when they finished school, whatever it was, they would come over and we would often have them hang out and stuff like that. And one of the big things that I felt was really nice is, and I think this is a real strength of you too, something that you really, really latch on to. And maybe the question is, where did this come from? But as your communication skills, like you really, when you're working with a client, when you're with a friend, with whatever it, I'm always so impressed how it goes beyond just the surface. And you really want to understand their needs and their wants and like how this piece is going to function within their home. Not that it just looks pretty. Cause I think a lot of people can build a lot, of, a lot of pretty things, but, Will it last over time? Mm. And will it continue to be pretty mm-hmm. and functional and serve people's needs? Where does that yeah. come from, you think, for, for you, that ability to do? Because that's not something innate. I don't have that. Mm-hmm. At all, but like, would you attribute that to a person or something that you're growing up in your life? Where does that come from? You think?
0: I feel like my mom loves beautiful things, but she is practical as well, and so and and I grew up in a big family, so you know we watched what four little brothers can do to things too. You know, so yeah, it was it had to be a pretty robust household, and things had to hold up. Um, So I don't know, there is a real practical side to me for being a designer and I'll even look at something and be like, that's a beautiful sofa, but the back's really low and they're in their late forties turning 50 and they, they're going to want their back and neck supported. Like we just know this, right? We've watched enough things. I've seen people buy sofas. And so you just, you're always reading between the lines. You're watching people sit and they're like, they're going to hate that. They're going to hate that. They should be sitting in something like this or they need a better pitch or, you know, whatever else. So I don't know. I just, I really want things to last. I just do. It's a big commitment, both time and energy. You look at how much people put into making these decisions and then financially as well. And then if you are going to throw down for something really, really well-made and beautiful, you just want it to last decades, you Mm -hmm. know? Yeah. So we try to design that way too, really specifically for the one for that person. And we try not to lean too hard into trends. Um, and that's what you see is doing all different design. You know, it's something that's, you know, innate with them, whether they be like English or maybe they're, um, you know, a certain, I mean, from a certain country and want a certain vibe that that's something that they always have loved and hopefully will always be with them. So we try to key into those things more than to trends when we design. And I think it's been I think it's been successful. I think that's what we're known for. At least I hope.
2: Yeah. One thing I will say is just kind of like, cause I have zero creativity. Like even when we were building our house, you're like, honey, you just sit in a chair and I'll, you know, make sure it all gets designed when it's finished, then you can admire it. Right. And I was actually worked really well for us when we built our home. But, you know, I, I look at the portfolio of all the stuff that you've done and our team has done and all that kind of stuff. And that's one of the things I'm really proud of. I'm so proud of you as well is that, it doesn't necessarily have this one flavor. It really, I think everything is designed based off of the client. I think that's really beautiful. Mm-hmm. And um, I love to see that robustness and as in past projects. And so many of those, I feel unfortunate, we don't even have on our website or stuff like that, or we haven't been able to show, but for various reasons and stuff, but um, with the business, you know, how has it evolved? Cause I think at the beginning we were really just so much a design firm with like a, with the store. Right. How, how has that changed? Like with your role now and so forth? I have a question to like go in with that. And what was your guys's vision or
1: dream for the business? And was that like, did you guys each have a different one or you were hoping where it would go or was it pretty collective?
0: Gosh, you know, I think in the beginning, we just wanted to have a store. We've wanted to be able to offer things that were not available in our state. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, that was at a time where people would still come and shop you know what I mean? I think today now a lot of people are ordering things online, but I do think it's a good idea with furniture to come in, sit in things, understand what it feels like before just purchasing it. Mm-hmm. Unless you're in your twenties and your body feels good all the time and you would never even have taken Advil. You know what yeah. I mean? You're like, yep. yeah, no, just buy anything. You could sit on a futon. You'll be fine. Sleep on one too for all that matter. Mm-hmm. But after a certain age, you, you know, your body does hurt if it's like in the wrong position for too long or whatnot. So, um, Anyway, sorry. In the beginning, we just wanted to make this furniture store. I did do design services for a commercial firm, tech company, a few friends um, before we started it. But for some reason, I wasn't that focused on what the design service would be. We didn't create marketing materials for that. So when people came in and they were like, oh my gosh, I love this. What is, what is this? And we we're like, oh, it's transitional. And, you know, you can mix, you know, more clean lines with more traditional lines and you come up with the style. They're like, man, I'm going to have to start all over again. You know, can you come to, can I hire you to come to my house? And we were like. Yes, you can. Um, Let us (laughs) figure that out. (laughs) Like, what do we charge? And what's that service like? And so, you Did you guys
1: eventually want to get there when you were starting the store or you kind of just had never thought about it?
0: I don't know. I feel like I didn't think about it. I just figured like, oh yeah, no, I can do that. I'll figure that out. But the hardest, the hardest thing to me was like getting this store open, getting those lines to carry, getting Mm. the employees. And so that was my focus. And then the immediate questions were, can I take you home with me? From everybody, and Ooh. then you're like, "Uh, yes, but I need to stay here and do my job because we opened the store, and so I can't just leave, you know." And so we had to figure that out. With, no,
2: we definitely, I definitely you know. remember though that like, you know, design was an integral part, like design services from the very beginning. But definitely figuring out how to like charge and do that kind of stuff was yeah. one of those. Um, because you know, we, you had your own practice. I mean, most people don't know this, but like you, you had your own design practice for years before we ever opened up the store. Yeah. And maybe that's another question is like, what actually gave you the inspiration to want to start this store in the first place to open it up?
0: Yeah, no, it was the design that I was trying to do in the world and just could not find the resources for it. Yeah. So, you know, we would go, I'd go shopping everywhere around Salt Lake and like, let's say I was doing this big tech, this big tech, um, uh, company. Yeah. They're they're headquarters. And so of course, when you think of computers and technology, you think contemporary commercial spaces are all contemporary, you know? Mm. And so you're trying to get your hands on stuff and you're like, this just isn't, you know, this just isn't right. I've seen things. And so I would buy more and more and more magazines and books. And I knew what I wanted to do, but I just could not find it in our state. Now, you know there are design um design centers that offer furnishings and whatnot but they're in colorado la has a design center like a big design district that you go to we don't have one of those in salt lake we had like furniture row that you could go shop but none of that was really right and it all felt very um i don't know it felt very i guess very residential and too small and this tech company was huge and um, and then there were then there were the the firms that do um, commercial. But then it was just so far commercial. Do you know what I mean? That you mm-hmm. couldn't get this fashionable look that we wanted to by blending residential with commercial to get this really cool look. So anyway, one of the, one of the leaders of the tank companies that I worked for was like, well, you need to open a store. You know, it was actually his idea and it was really intimidating to think about, but I was like, yeah, no, that would be amazing. That'd be amazing. Cause I know what i I know what's missing from our landscape and I would love to make that available for anybody that's trying to look for things like this. And Ooh. so anyway, we got our heads together. We figured it out and we opened it. And then we needed to figure out design services after the door were op- door was open. <laughs> so <laughs> I was just like thinking I was going to design the store and get it, you know, all of that. So once we hired Suzanne, um, you know, she had the ability to take on design, you yeah, know, we just, we, with we, me. We brought and- it
2: up a ton. I mean, we had so many designers at one point and that was... and. I think, I mean, we had as many as like 20 people working in just the design center as opposed to the store side. Mm -hmm. Whereas you are now, where would you say that, like, for example, what's been the hardest part for you over the years, you know, with doing this business? You know, if you would say some of those key things that I think would be helpful for anybody out there in understanding stuff.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, for me, I don't know if it's cuz I'm a woman or it's just the way I am, but it's it's the people for sure. Um, you know, you open a business and you think that those people are going to be with you forever, you know. And some of them move on and you love them and you love their talents and
1: Are you talking about employees? Yeah.
0: Employees. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, even, you know, even there's certain projects that carry certain energy with it and you love that client so much and then you finish their house and then you're not in contact with them every day. And so there's this real feeling of like, you feel so yoked and like, you feel like you're best friends with all these people because you're spending so much time with them. Every day, and like you would to a know best know friend, you know who yeah. they are. You know what their strengths are. You know their design talent. You know how they're different from the other person, and that oh, they're going to be the per- perfect fit for this job because you know they have similarities and their personalities are going to connect. And so, I was kind of always trying to get the right designer on the right job with me, and um, it's, it was just always hard to see talent that I loved. Mm-hmm go, even though new talent came in and it was a whole new set of tools. And then, you know, you'd ramp them up. And, and so like, you'd be in a certain groove and then having that time end and then having to start a new groove, you know, and that's just, that's just the, the lifespan of this. It's just like getting creative talent and training it up and working with it on our process and the way we do things. Because even if they worked at five other design firms, like all of us work differently You know, nobody came out and said, okay, all design firms tune in, we're going to teach you all the processes and procedures and we all work differently, you know? Mm -hmm. So anyway, yeah, I think just having, having people, you know, leave is always hard for me.
2: Yeah. I I love people. I I will definitely say that's by far the hardest part. It's just, you know, those relationships you develop and so forth and you have to wish, whatever it is, but life moves on. Life changes. There's all types of things there.
0: Yeah. Um, And clients come back and we do, you know, we've done like four houses for one client. We get to see them again and again every other year. So it's, so yeah, it's fun. We, that part's really great.
2: Yeah. One of the things, a little bit of maybe behind the scenes for the longest time, we've tried to get you to be more of the person up front to have a name with our company. Yeah, And, you know, that took, quite a while. I think you're really leaning into that role now, but why was that, why was that hard for you at first? Like what was your biggest concern? Yeah. I mean,
0: that? I mean, I didn't name the business after myself. It's, it takes a village to do what we're doing. And you know, we have what, like, do we have a hundred employees now?
1: A hundred and fifteen. yes, yeah. yeah, Something like that. Yeah. yeah.
0: We have 115 employees today, which is so crazy. I think
1: when I started, I, there were I wasn't like the 13th employee, but there was like 12 other employees that worked there at yeah. the
0: time.
2: So definitely yeah. not the 13th. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, a big part of our, of our business too, is warehousing and delivery because Ooh. we do all these projects and we have an online store. So we need to store these things here. So, um, a big portion of them, I don't get to work with every day cause they're in the warehouse and I might not even know all of their names cause I'm up at the store. But, um, yeah, it's a big, it's a big ship today. And, um, I guess, what was the question again? Sorry.
2: Uh, no, just how leaning into your role, oh, your yeah. new role. Well, I mean, that's anyway, really-
0: I was trying to say it takes a village. And so I felt silly, like saying, it's all me. Like, look at me. I'd look at all the wonderful things I did. Cause I'm like, no, it's, it's not me. And I didn't name it Jessica Bennett design because it's just like this big team. And we all wear this, you know, these jerseys and we all move forward in formation to get these projects done and to do beautiful work. And there's so much beautiful talent here that I felt silly standing up and taking credit for everybody's work. So it's been a real, I mean, I think everybody kind of gets imposter syndrome at some point. You know, I was watching a documentary last night on Billie Eilish and she was saying the same thing, you know, and you're like, why is that? The creator's just have a hard time with it. But, um, so I didn't name the company after myself. Uh, I named it after an old street address that we lived on called Alice Lane. And some people think I'm Alice and they think that you're Lane <laughs> and, um, we, they call us that all the time. And it's been nice cause we can hide behind it when people call for Alice and they're like, Oh, sorry, she's not here. But, um, yeah, anyway, it's just, that's, that's why it's hard for me is because it takes so many of us to do the work that we do. And it's not just me. So anyway, but people do like to see they like to see the person they want to, they want to see who they are. People like looking at people. It's a, it's a fact of marketing and advertising. And so. Well,
2: just be, it's the, everybody. I mean, people want to, you can't relate to a name yeah. right? that doesn't have that. And I just, sure. you know, I'm really proud of you for doing this. Cause I know how hard that was for you to, to do this. And I know all of us are trying to, that's um, maybe that goes into another question here, but you know, I, I think now additionally, you're, you're creating lines. I mean, you're doing all this design work now where I would say that is more working on the business than in the business, but still like now you're much more of this creative director, right? Mm-hmm. As opposed to just doing, you know, principal design work and you're still involved in all that stuff. But now it's so beautiful to see how this has allowed us as a company to evolve, to go yeah. into manufacturing furniture mm-hmm. and different products and have that kind of stuff. Anyway, I just... I'm amazed at all that stuff, how it's happened, because it hasn't happened overnight. I mean, quite frankly, we've been working on that for years and years and years. And Corey, you've been a huge part of that with helping us on that kind of stuff. But thanks. yeah. Um, real quick, maybe some quicker questions. What favorite movie?
0: Mm, it's hard. Um, gosh. I forever have loved Pride and Prejudice. Um, my daughter's name is Jane Bennett. <laughs> uh, and um, I love Crazy Rich Asians. I think that's so fun. Uh, I love that moment where they're like eating up on top of that big boat at the very beginning, that scene, and it's just so lively and so fun. And I also love the wedding in that, when the water just down the aisle. But, but
2: that's just one any thing love story,
0: it. any rom-com. I also love laughing, like yeah. really hard. I also love um, Crazy Stupid Love. Yeah. Yeah. We need another crazy, stupid, yeah. crazy we need another movie. We yeah. need I love that, that franchise. Movie. I will say yeah.
2: watching I mean, movies another. with my wife is uh-huh. so much more fun because especially when it's a comedy or a love story, she just loves it and she laughs so hard <laughs> and loves so much. And I, I love that. I love that part about you. What's your favorite movie? Yes. Well, I I don't know if I have a favorite movie. I have a top five, but I have a new one that obviously just just hit my top five. And that was Maverick, Top Gun, Maverick. I mean that. Top thing, Gun 2. Yeah, it blew me away. I Top Gun one used used to be like probably one of my favorites, but I, I have a whole bunch. I, Shawshank Redemption, Dead Poet Society, Crazy Stupid Love. Those are you know. That's awesome. awesome. Anyway, um, favorite book.
0: Favorite book. I think for business, we we read a book with our teams called Mindset. Mm-hmm. And that was really eye-opening to me. We have a really awesome COO um, named Anna, and it was something that she's read with other companies. And it gets you to really think about the way that you think um, and to keep an open mindset. And also, I think the belief that we can do anything. It's just really about how we think about our. Are thinking, you know, and so we often look for open mindset people that are willing to learn anything. That don't just say, "Oh, I'm not good at email, like me." <laughs> um, but that you know that they're willing to just try anything, learn anything, learn our system, learn whatever. Those are the people that are easiest to work with, and so it's a quality that we look for people um, that work with us. And it's also something that we read with each of our t- individual teams to make sure that they kind of understand the concept, and so they themselves can become more open mindset. Yeah. So I,
2: I'll definitely say that book has helped change us a ton in the yeah. way that we look at the company and like people and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, it's, it's definitely been, been a real, real huge help uh, when you look at a lot of things. And, and I think it also helps you frame things differently from this perspective of like, it's okay to fail at something yeah. and learn from it and move on. I mean, we all know the one story we love to talk about, like, hooray for failure, you know? And one of our employees, we had this, we had a person come out and speak to us, one of Jesse's really good friends, um, who's a coach and she was help us in the early days of our business. And one of the things that she said is like, sometimes we, we want to avoid failure so badly because it's like, it causes pain or something like that. And so she gave this, you know, whole thing of like, instead, when you have a failure, have this statement in your mind, just go hooray for failure. And (laughs) I remember like later on that week, we were back at our store and someone broke this huge like pot or something in the back and you could hear someone yell hooray for failure. (laughs) 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 Yeah,
0: yeah, we learn. I think we learn the most from the failures. And so to celebrate them rather than to... To be discouraged by them. So anyway, he had a good sense of humor, and I think all of us need to have a good sense of humor about you know going through things in life. It makes it a lot more enjoyable for sure. Yeah, yeah.
2: You love music. That's like one of your favorite things to do. Is you always say, and I love this about you is when you're driving home from work, you love to blast the music really loud, and you have your uh, sunroof open if it's a nice day, and so forth, and love to speed. Maybe too much, but I do. What is your favorite? What do you love to listen to now? And like,
0: yeah, no, I, so I make a playlist for every season of my life. Um, I've been doing it since like 2017, I think. And I'll do a playlist for um, winter and for, you know, spring and then summer and fall. We have these big, beautiful dominant seasons here in Utah where it's not just always beautiful and tropical and it's not always freezing cold winter. And I don't know, you just kind of are in different moods depending on the season. So it's funny to also go back and listen to like summer 2020 to remember like where we were and what we were doing or...
1: It kind of takes you back,
2: huh? It, yeah, there's something has, a, there's That something music about has like, memories. Yeah. yeah, yeah scent, just like smells. Smell and yeah. music. Are. I kept
0: feeling like I couldn't see the difference between the years, like it all blended together. We've been busy for 14 years with this thing. And so I just was like, I can't remember. I can't remember people would say things. I'd be like, I have no idea. I can't remember. And so I I started making the playlists and they really do take me back to those times. I was like, it was 2014 when that happened, or it was you know, whatever, but it was just like something that I wanted to do. And because I love music so much and it's always changing and it's always being influenced. And I have Shazam out. Do You guys always Shazam things. You're like listening to like, um, you're even watching a TV show and you're like, what is this song? And I Shazam it.
2: That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, It's on the first, it's on my, you know, you have your yeah, you know, phone screens. It's on my first one, Shazam Your too. first page, yeah, yeah. Mostly to, a lot of times you're like, what is that song? You know, yeah. and I'll Shazam it for I you. I love it.
0: Or I'll be at a shot, a store shopping, and I'll be like, oh my gosh, I love this. I need to make it for our Alice Lane playlist or whatever. So, yeah, music is like really therapeutic and lovely. I love it so much.
2: How how is this business? Would you say affected? you know, our family, like our girls, for example, what would be the good yeah. or the bad of it and what type of stuff there?
0: You know, I, I mean, right now I can definitely say the good of it. I think when they're little, there's a lot of mom guilt and, you know, I've just barely watched this thing. Um, Suzanne sent it to me. One of her girlfriends sent it to her and it was Shonda Rhimes. And she was talking at a graduation speak as a speech at a university. And she was saying, there is no such thing as balance. She's like, if, if I am, she's like, I own Thursday nights, you know, and if I'm missing Sandra Oh's last performance on Grey's Anatomy, uh, then I'm at my daughter's dance recital. Or if I'm at my daughter's dance recital, you know, then I'm missing this. Or if I'm doing this, then I'm missing that. And you just, you can't do it all. And, and that's okay because your daughters are still seeing, or your, your sons are still seeing you um, you know, become what you can. And, and it's a great living example. And they have a front row seat to that so that they can feel like anything in their life is possible. And the, I don't know why, but that just really hit me hard um, recently watching that. I was like, okay, it's good to know that nobody's got it completely dialed in Ooh. because for some reason you always think that the other the other gal in your, in your you know, sphere has it all dialed in because she's got schedules and she's got alarms on her phone going off and she has meal prep and she, you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. you always feel like somebody's got it, got it dialed in more than you, but it is definitely a real emotional thing. I think for a parent, especially a mother to have kids and then to try and take on something like this. Um, but uh, today it's really cool. I love, I love seeing them. I mean, on the plus side, I love seeing them work here. Um, on the, on the negative side, I don't ever want them to feel like they have to do this. I don't want them to feel like they have to work at Alice Lane or that they have to become what we're doing. I want them to chase their own dream, and I want them to feel like they can do whatever whatever they want to do, that it's available to them.
2: I, I think that's a I real— Because I think we stop
0: ourselves, right?
2: Yeah, and so. I would say like one of the real things that you've been blessed with in life is your parents. They're amazing. And if I look at you and your brothers and— your sister one thing that's just really i think obvious to me is that in your dna and in your the way you were raised as a family was just you can do anything whatever mm-hmm. you want to do in the world to go out and do it to try it and i think that was probably one of the biggest reasons why we had to start this business you know you and i have both had professional careers we my mm-hmm. career was doing very well i've been in sales my whole life and so forth and You've also um, been a a designer, a principal in another company, and you've done very well and that kind of stuff. But I just love that about your family instilled within you and your brothers and sisters have also all emulated this. They have their own businesses. They they went out and they created things. I I love that about that. And I hope that's something too that our daughters get from us. Not that they need to do anything that we do. And I look at your family too, and none of them, you know, they're not following... there's one, but most of them are doing something different than what your dad did and so
0: yeah, forth for sure.
1: I think your kids will reflect on you guys the way that you just did on on Jess's parents just because especially like Jess, like kind of developing a business like this, it's hard, especially, you know, yeah. being a mom, like all
0: of my siblings have all said out yeah. of all of us, all of my brothers own their own businesses. And they said, out of all of us, your business is the most complicated and the most difficult to yeah. do. Yeah. 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 I'm like, there are way easier ways to make a living than mm. doing this.
1: <laughs> it, you definitely have especially to love Especially
0: if it. Adam Bennett is collecting the money. Hey, can I give you a discount? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, yeah. I was just telling my brother this morning, yeah. I was like, I chose furniture and music as my, um, profession. So
0: yeah.
1: couldn't have been harder, yeah, uh, but harder, you, you have to yeah. love them. You really do have to love them. Yes. So
0: yeah, for sure. Yeah, we do love it. Okay. So, um, I'm going to ask you a question in wrapping up Adam, a question that we ask everybody that comes on the podcast and that, do you is- know what it is?
2: I have no idea. Oh, okay. I'm no, really okay. nervous. Yeah. <laughs>
0: no, don't be nervous. It's how do you define luxury?
2: Wow. Geez. Living with my wife. (laughs) I mean, honestly, like I, that is, I I mean, I don't want to get emotional here, but honestly, Jess is everything to me. And um, living with her, like if I just look at the home we go, I go home to every day and what she's created there what we've created is with our girls, our life. I mean, being able to really just have all those luxuries, this is going to sound so pretentious and I apologize, but I almost don't like going on vacation as much and staying in hotels because it doesn't compare to our own home. Mm -hmm. And and I don't mean that in like an upper class way. I mean that in just, I love our home. Mm -hmm. I love our bed. I love our bedroom, our bathroom, everything about it. And... You know, I, I love our family in our home. I love our neighborhood. It's a real neighborhood. Like Mm -hmm. it's, you know, you go out, I walk the dog and, you know, I talk to all the neighbors while I'm getting the mail and all that kind of stuff. That's luxury to me. I love that. I, I really do. And so understanding that is, is really, really beautiful. You know, sometimes you think you want something you're like, Oh, when you're younger, you're in college, I want a big, whatever it is. You want this, 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 this. And no, I really, I, I love being involved with everything that my wife gets to touch and create and develop. I just think it's beautiful. I think she has, you know, you really have that magic, Jesse, and in, in being able to do that. And that is luxurious to me, 100%. Wow,
0: that's such a lovely answer. Like, hardly worthy, but thank you. Thanks for coming on, Adam. That's been super fun to have you on here and yeah. for you to get a little piece of Dear Alice with Corey and I. It's been a great guest, hasn't he?
2: Yep. I uh, super fun and entertaining. Yeah, we'll see awesome. how this all goes, but I thank you very much. So,
0: yes. And um, those of you that have any questions, feel free to send them to Dear Alice at AliceLaneHome.com. We'll answer your questions here on the podcast, or we'll even do a whole podcast about them. Um, we're grateful to have you here with us today, and we will see you next time. We've always wanted everyone to have some of Alice Lane in their home. So we've created a program where you can have one of our design specialists help you pull your home together one room at a time. They will help you space plan and source each piece down to the very last layer. And get this, these services are complimentary and offered nationwide. For more details and information, email us at designrequest at alicelanehome.com or you can give us a call at 800-423-7757. Again, email us at designrequest at alicelanehome.com or call us at 800-423-7757. We are so excited to work with you.